Hey everybody, it's Kylie Gable from Candy Apple Press. Welcome to another episode of the Feminization Boudoir Podcast. This week we have a treat. It is the first part of a four-part series from Pamela Harlow. And as you might know, with series, I try and play the entire first episode. Now, both part one and part two are available on Clips for Sale. Um, They're called Slow Burn 1 and Slow Burn 2, colon, feminized by his ex. And if you like it, definitely pick up the second part. I think the first part of the series is pretty good. So if you don't like the first part, you're probably not going to like the second part. However, the second part is one of the best things I have read in this genre, and Of course, since Pamela writes it and she reads it, she does a great job reading her own writing. But I think that second second book just is killer. And I'm sure next week I'll be giving you some kind of clip of it. But definitely highly, highly recommend. So without further ado, here is, in its entirety, the first part of Feminized... Well, actually, no. Let me take that back. Slow Burn, part number one, Feminizing Her Ex. She was okay with their relationship, but in reality, she was anything but. Her friend Hazel knew that and had tried to talk her out of going bowling with them today. However, Amelia didn't find it that easy. She was also reluctant to lose a friend and a boyfriend. No, she put on a brave face and silently seethed during their frequent social interactions. It's kind of gross, to be honest, Hazel muttered into Amelia's ear. Amelia smirked. It kind of was gross, she realised. Baker, having just eaten a huge cheeseburger, put in his tongue in Grace, who had just devoured a bucketful of popcorn washed down with a Diet Coke mouth. Gross for sure. She stared with narrowed eyes as Baker gripped onto Grace's long, blonde, unwashed hair. Amelia knew it was unwashed because Grace told her the secret that she only actually shampooed once a week. She would bet that Baker didn't know that, though. Do you think they'll stay together? Amelia asked Hazel. Suddenly, she'd never considered it before. She'd been too consumed by the shock of the two of them being together now, in this moment. But it had almost been three months, and things were starting to look potentially serious. Hmm, said Hazel. She touched her head thoughtfully and stuck her tongue in her chin. Her labrette piercing. It's hard to say. I mean, they might, but I think Grace could get bored, to be honest. What do you think? Amelia scoffed. Well, he's definitely boring, she said, but... Well, you know, he's also quite fun sometimes. She didn't explain what she meant by fun. Baker and Grace returned to the bay, where they were awaiting Grace's turn in bowling. Your turn, beamed Grace. Amelia returned a partially hollow smile. She picked up a size six bowling ball and walked purposefully up to the aisle. Before rolling, she glanced up at the scoreboard, typical Baker was winning, followed by herself 
and then Grace and Hazel in joint third. Bowling was the only game Baker ever won, thought Amelia. But she really didn't want him to win this time. He was already humiliating her, snogging her best friend, as though they were never a thing. No, she would have to beat him. Amelia narrowed her eyes once again as she focused on the ten pins in the distance. She stared directly into the middle and pulled her arm back. She bent down and rolled the ball with all her might, praying, praying for a strike. Eight pins went down. Sighing, Amelia returned to the bay, ignoring her friends as she picked up another ball. She achieved an easy half-strike and looked again at the score. Joint first now with Baker. She smirked at him, but his eyes remained fixed on Grace. Sympathetically, Hazel patted Amelia's shoulder before saying, Good shot! She took an unremarkable turn, remaining in joint third place. Unfortunately, Amelia didn't win the bowling game. Baker scored consistent strikes and half-strikes for the rest of the game, annoying not just her, but all of the girls. The final order remained just as it had been since Amelia checked it halfway through the game, and all but Baker were bored by the time it was complete. "'What are you two up to after?' said Hazel, addressing the loved-up couple. "'Oh, we're probably going to head back now,' said Baker. His grin didn't attempt to hide what he had in mind. Hazel pretended to vomit in her mouth. "'Well, we're going to go and have some real fun,' she said, locking arms with Amelia. "'See you later,' said Amelia, barely looking at her ex-boyfriend and friend. "'Bye,' called Grace, looking longingly at Amelia, flaunting her obvious guilt. "'Laters,' said Baker, running his hand through his gelled dark hair before placing it in Grace's back pocket. Hazel and Amelia couldn't get out of there quickly enough. Two. As they walked down the high street with linked arms, Hazel and Amelia chatted about the bars local to them. I really like the fox and goose, said Hazel. Drinks are cheap and there's an amazing decor in there. You just like it because it's where all the goths hang out, laughed Amelia, gesturing at her friend's black clothes. But I'm happy to go there, wherever really. Well, where do you like? asked Hazel. Amelia thought for a moment. I used to really like the old greyhound, she said, but, you know, Baker and I spent a lot of time there. I really just need something completely different. Did you two ever go to the Fox and Goose? asked Hazel. No, laughed Amelia. I know you want to go there. Come on, let's go. We are on a mission to have some proper fun and forget about those two slobbering over each other. As they stepped into the lively, gothic bar, Amelia felt a warm sense of relief. It wasn't the sort of bar she'd usually go to, and she felt free for being there. Hazel was a regular, and waved at several of the clientele within seconds of her entering. But she didn't stop to talk to anybody. Her attention was fully on Amelia. She wanted her to feel special. Sitting on a quiet table together, Hazel started to talk about what she could to distract Amelia. 
She told stories of her childhood, school teachers, even showed her pictures of cars she was thinking of buying. But she could tell that Amelia's mind was elsewhere. Amelia, Hazel sighed, do you want to talk about it, about him and her? Amelia shook her head, laughing slightly. To be honest, she said, I'm not even upset anymore, not really. I mean, it angers me, you know, but I'm not hurt or anything. I can understand that, said Hazel. I mean, I don't fully believe that you're not hurt, to be honest, but I can tell you're getting over it. It still sucks what they did to you, though. It does, doesn't it, said Amelia. Why don't you tell me something embarrassing about Baker, said Hazel, something he really wouldn't want people to know. I bet that will make you feel better. Amelia laughed. She stirred her drink with her straw, considering whether or not to say what was on her mind. Go on, said Hazel. I can tell you're thinking of something. I am, said Amelia, but oh God, he'd kill me. I won't say anything, said Hazel. Spill. Almost literally spilling her drink, Amelia nodded. Okay, okay, she said. Well, you know, he's a real wimp. Hazel's mouth opened wide as she listened to Amelia detail the way she'd teased Baker during their relationship. She was genuinely shocked as she told her how Baker had defeatedly agreed to let her do his hair and makeup after very little battle. No fucking way. Honestly, I swear to God, said Amelia. He barely put up a fight. It was like he secretly wanted it. There were a couple of times when I straightened his hair so it looked even longer. You know, it's quite long anyway, but he puts all that stupid gel in it. Well, I made it look, you know, feminine. And then properly, fully went to town on his face. I'm talking full coverage, fake lashes, the works. I even put him in clip-on earrings. I can't cope, laughed Hazel. This is gold. Does Grace know? Amelia shrugged. She couldn't actually remember whether she'd told Grace about it. She didn't think she had. I don't think so, she said. Oh my God, said Hazel again. Honestly though, said Amelia, he was such a wimp. He'd just like submit, just like that. And it really suited him, like crazily. He looked like a genuine girl, you know. He has quite a feminine face already, don't you think? I've never really thought about it, said Hazel honestly. But now that you say it, yeah, I suppose he does have a feminine face. Kind of like a female model. I can imagine he looks good in makeup. Oh God, I wish I'd seen that. The girls ordered another drink and went to stand with some of Hazel's friends. This is Amelia. Hazel introduced her to two older goth guys. She's a bad bitch. I can see that, smiled one of the men. Oh no, she's super bad, said Hazel. Amelia slapped her playfully before smiling flirtatiously at the goth guy. She was starting to have a really good time and Hazel had got her thinking. She was pretty sure she'd never told Grace about the whole hair and makeup thing, but maybe she should. As Hazel continued chatting to her friends, Amelia allowed her mind to drift off into a fantasy. Herself, dominating Baker, through grace in a way that left him truly humiliated and powerless, made up, dressed up and under their control. Could she be on the cusp of plotting the perfect revenge? 3. 
The following day, Amelia was with Grace and Baker again. This time, Hazel wasn't around to distract her. They were at Grace's house for her sister's birthday party. Amelia had always got on with Lily, Grace's sister, and wouldn't have missed it for the world. You look so pretty, she said to Lily as she waltzed into the room in a pink, sparkly dress. Lily twirled proudly. How old are you today then? Big one, is it? That's right, Lily said. I'm 18. The proper party is tonight, but it's just family and a couple of close friends here this afternoon. Another proud twirl and a wave at one of her self-conscious friends. Wow, said Amelia. Don't get too drunk tonight. I won't, said Lily. Okay, Grace. You better not, said Grace wearily. 18 whole years of putting up with you. I'm not holding your hair back while you vomit tonight. Just take it easy. Baker sat awkwardly throughout the exchange. He'd never met Lily, nor had he been properly introduced, so this was well out of his comfort zone. Amelia enjoyed watching him squirm and decided to make him even more uncomfortable. Don't you think Lily looks pretty? Oh, yeah, said Baker, very pretty. Do you like her dress? Lily looked at Baker expectantly. He had no idea what to say. It's it's lovely, he said, very flattering. He spoke with equal parts hope and despair. Lucky for him, his comment pleased Lily, who twirled once again before returning to her two closest friends. You look pretty sometimes too, don't you, Baker? said Amelia. Grace looked at her in confusion as Baker's cheeks reddened. What? said Grace. Don't you think? Amelia said, fake earnestly. I've always thought that Baker has a pretty face. Hazel thinks so too. Grace stood back and regarded her boyfriend. You do have a pretty face, she said. I can see it. Ha! <laughs> oh my God, I'm dating a pretty boy. Okay, okay, said Baker. He took off his jacket and looked around desperately for somewhere to hang it. Here, said Grace taking his jacket and putting it on the side of the chair. Let's go get some cake. Amelia spent some time with Grace's mum, making small talk about how it must feel to have two grown-up daughters before returning to sit with Baker and Grace. Unlike at bowling, they were barely touching each other at this family event. It made Amelia feel a little more comfortable, but it made Baker both look and feel even more awkward. He looked as though he'd rather be literally anywhere but there. Amelia revelled in his discomfort. Hey Lily, she called out. Birthday girl, come here a second. Lily walked excitedly over, hugging Amelia tightly. Thank you so much for my present, she said, referring to the alcoholic gift that Amelia had surreptitiously gifted her. Amelia kissed her cheek. You're welcome, darling. I just called you over because I wanted to ask you, don't you think Baker looks pretty? Lily laughed loudly. Yes, she said, absolutely. Thank you for coming to my birthday so prettily, Grace. You're dating a pretty boy. Grace laughed heartily. He is, isn't he? I guess I am. Baker merely shook his head. He felt extremely exposed and humiliated and he blamed Amelia. He shot her a swift glare. Amelia pretended not to notice it. It was just half an hour later that Amelia and Baker 
found themselves briefly alone together, queuing for the bathroom. When Baker saw Amelia stood behind him, he considered changing his mind about going to the toilet, but he knew that wasn't a good idea. Hey, sweet lips, Amelia teased him. I don't know what you're playing at, said Baker, getting everyone to call me pretty. Hey, said Amelia, Lily saw it for herself and Grace did. I didn't convince them. No, but you, you poisoned their imaginations, Baker hissed. I didn't poison anything, Amelia said confidently. The bathroom became free and Baker stormed in there. As she waited outside the door, Amelia laughed loudly to herself. Ah, to be in a girly queue for the toilet, she said, for nobody's ears but Baker's. Us girls are always queuing for a wee. Baker opened the door furiously and took a deep breath before walking past his ex-girlfriend. As he walked away from her, Amelia stared straight into his back and realised, for the first time, that his figure was also rather girl-like. In the right clothes, he could pass as a girl from the back, she thought, as she looked at his narrow figure and small but shapely bum. Turning back to her briefly, Baker shook his head and walked back into the party. Amelia continued to chuckle as she entered the bathroom. She decided to make her excuses immediately after. Her work here was done, for now. 4. It was almost a week later that Amelia, Grace, Hazel and Baker were together again. They were at Hazel's apartment, playing card games and drinking. Amelia leant back into Hazel's large purple sofa. It was made of a kind of corduroy material, but was deceivingly comfortable. Amelia felt as though it were giving her a warm embrace every time she sat there. Hazel was beside her, and Baker and Grace were both on another sofa, directly opposite. They'd been playing against each other, but Amelia and Hazel were taking a break as Grace beat Baker at take two. I love your apartment, said Amelia. I mean, the goth stuff isn't really my thing, you know, but you've made it really stylish. She meant it too. As she spoke, she admired the combination of blacks and purples all around the room. Whilst the walls were grey, Hazel assured her that she considered black, but it would have made the space seem too crowded. Every picture and ornament was well spread out, mix of deep violet colours and the darkest black. Amelia particularly admired a dark, raven ornament on Hazel's mantelpiece. It stood right beside a solid chunk of amethyst. Hazel had told her that it had healing, calming powers. She certainly felt calm and somewhat healed. Perhaps there was some truth in it. Thanks, said Hazel, smiling at Amelia's evident drunken daze. It's good to see you in such good spirits, Amelia. Oh, I am in good spirits, Amelia exclaimed, attracting the brief attention of her ex-boyfriend. She giggled as he looked at her, then turned again to Hazel. With Grace and Baker back to being engrossed in their game, Amelia mouthed to Hazel, We should do the plan. Hazel nodded, laughing silently. The plan, she mouthed back. We will do the plan. Suddenly, Hazel stood up. Amelia, could you just come and help me choose an outfit a moment, please? 
Sure, said Amelia, rising to her feet. See you in a minute. She addressed Grace and Baker as casually as possible, trying not to raise suspicion as she followed Hazel into what she knew would be the start of something exciting. As the two girls entered Hazel's room, Hazel quickly closed the door behind them and locked it using a makeshift hook lock Amelia hadn't seen before. She wondered if Hazel had installed it, especially for tonight. So, said Hazel, her dark eyes wide with excitement, here's what I'm thinking. Baker is hopeless at card games, right? Right, agreed Amelia. Have you seen Grace beating him at take two? I mean, I know there's an element of luck, but it's like he doesn't even try or know how to try. I sometimes wonder if he really is stupid. Okay, okay said Hazel, struggling to hide her impatience. What I'm thinking is, we do a bet with him. We get him to lose at cards. What's the game he's absolutely worst at? Amelia thought for a moment. Rummy, she eventually replied. He is just so indecisive. He keeps changing his mind about what he's collecting, whether he's going for a run or whatever. Okay, great, Hazel replied. So, we do a bet. Because I've noticed, even though he always loses, he somehow seems to always think he has a chance of winning. Yeah, said Amelia, I think he really is stupid. So, Hazel said, once he loses, we get to dress him up, however we like. And look what I happen to have for the occasion. Hazel opened her wardrobe. Amidst the black, black, purple and more black, out of character bright pink dress it was something hazel would never have worn so amelia knew this was planned out oh my god she said did you get that for tonight i couldn't resist hazel said since we spoke i haven't been able to stop thinking about you getting your revenge here's your chance wow said amelia genuinely moved by her friend's thoughtfulness thank you so much So, shall we go and play rummy? Hazel grinned. We will go and play rummy, said Amelia, suddenly sobering up. This was actually going to happen. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. We'll be right back. Kylie got an email from Spotify last month warning him about adult content on the podcast. For now, there is no problem, but we do have to be careful about what we put on the free podcast so that we can stay podcasting. Scenes that might have been allowed before might be a bit dangerous for us. It's one of the reasons that the premium podcast is so important. Because you subscribe to listen, we don't have to worry about content limits, so we can include much more titillating scenes. Premium subscribers get the entire audio, and not just a clip. That includes all the good parts, and the shows don't just disappear when we're done with them. There's something like 30 hours of content in the archives accessible when you subscribe. It's $15 a month, and we know that's not in everybody's budget. But if you're interested, check out the Premium Feminization Boudoir on Spotify, or check out the link in this show's description. As they returned to the room where Grace and Baker were snogging, Hazel loudly cleared her throat. Baker, she said, why don't you and Amelia have a game of rummy? Taken aback, Baker opened his mouth. No words came out. Sure, he finally said, grabbing the deck 
and doing a four-second shuffle before dealing. Why don't we do a bet, said Amelia, her voice shaking slightly with excitement. A bet? Yeah, the winner gets to do whatever they want with the other one. Non-sexual, obviously. Baker laughed, but Amelia could hear the fear behind his chortle. Fine, he said. He shook her hand quickly before continuing to deal the cards. You're eight. Sucker, she thought. As they started to play, Grace leant back with Baker and looked at his cards. A flash of anxiety rushed through Amelia as she realised her friend might be about to assist her boyfriend. However, Hazel came to the rescue once again. Grace, Hazel said, shall we go and get some nibbles? Oh, yes, yeah, said Grace, pecking Baker on the cheek before jumping up enthusiastically. I'm starving. Of course, Amelia beat Baker at rummy. She glanced at Hazel, who put her hands together calmly before asking, So, what are you going to do with Baker, Amelia? I'm going to dress him up, Amelia replied with confidence. In that dress you showed me. Baker took a deep breath. He was, already, lost for words. 5. Several minutes passed and Grace and Amelia brought Nibbles through from the kitchen together. Grace hadn't heard Amelia's request, so was oblivious as to why her boyfriend suddenly looked so concerned. What's up, baby? she said, stroking her boyfriend's over-gelled hair. I lost Rummy, he grumbled, and now... Amelia is going to dress me up. Dress you up? Like a girl. Like a girl? In one of Hazel's dresses, Baker confirmed glumly. Grace looked at Amelia, who simply smiled as she put a breadstick into her mouth. One of Hazel's dresses, Grace echoed, like a goth one. Baker shrugged. Amelia and Hazel couldn't contain their laughter. Is it just the dress? Hazel asked Amelia. I mean, surely he'll need hair and makeup too. That goes without saying, said Amelia. Besides, it won't be the first time, will it, Baker? Baker refused to look up. He stared at the rug on Hazel's carpet. Multiple shades of purple. He imagined himself lying on that rug, closing his eyes and waiting for all three girls to just disappear. He regretted, for the first time ever, not spending more time with his guy friends. He'd always liked hanging around with girls, but now he was starting to see the error of his ways. He didn't want to be with the girls, and he certainly didn't want to be dressed up like a girl. He looked up at Hazel and allowed himself a moment of slight relief. At least the dress would most likely be black. Should we go and see what you'll be wearing then, Amelia said. She wasn't asking a question, everybody knew that. Grace giggled as she helped Baker to his feet. Come on, she said, it'll be fun. Baker didn't smile as he followed the three giggling, giddy girls into Hazel's dark bedroom. Before they'd returned to the lounge, Hazel and Amelia had left the puffy pink dress laid out on the bed. Hazel discreetly put the hook lock on and gripped onto Baker's arm. What do you think of my dress, she said. Baker shook his head. I'm not wearing that, he said. No deal, no deal. We had a bet, said Amelia. 
I saw you shake on it, added Hazel. Baker stared at the dress. Oh, go on, said Grace. It'll be fun. He looked at his girlfriend, smiling supportively, and then at his ex, smiling sadistically. Fuck it, he said. Fine. It's not like I really have a choice, is it? No, it's not, said Amelia. Hazel let go of his arm in order to unbutton his shirt. Don't worry, she said to Grace. It's purely pragmatic. We can't put him in a dress on top of his clothes. Grace shrugged. She watched as Hazel undressed her boyfriend, who looked more scared than she had ever seen him. Weirdly, she found this vulnerability kind of arousing. She'd never seen his eyes so wide, nor his breath so shaky. She looked at the dress. It was like nothing Hazel would ever wear. Had she planned this? Had her and Amelia planned it, together? She looked at Amelia, who watched proudly as Hazel took off Baker's shirt. Are you two going to help or what? said Hazel. Of course, said Amelia. But this man knows how to get undressed, don't you, Baker? Baker shrugged. What's that supposed to mean, Amelia? Amelia simply glared at him. Take off your clothes, she eventually said, slowly and deliberately. All of them. Hazel stood back and sat on the edge of her bed. Grace and Amelia joined her either side. They watched as Baker took off his shoes, trousers and socks. He stood in just his tight boxers. Off, said Amelia. Grace, Baker pleaded. Well, said Grace, increasingly aroused by what was happening. You can't wear boxers under a dress, baby. Shaking his head in disbelief, Baker pulled down his boxers. The three girls noticed that his penis was semi-erect. He put his hands in front of him in an attempt to cover it, but by this point, the three girls were already on their feet and heading towards him. You grab his right hand, Hazel said to Amelia, as she grabbed his left. They pulled his arms above his head, then said to Grace, Do you want to do the honours? Knowing exactly what they meant, Grace nodded. She picked up the pink dress, which looked like something her glamorous sister might wear, and pushed Baker's arms into the sleeves. She pulled the dress down over his head, and Amelia zipped it up at the back. Oh my God, said Grace, stepping back to take in the picture of her boyfriend dressed in this way. It weirdly suits him, said Hazel. I told you he looks good as a girl, said Amelia. Wait until we put the makeup on. Hold on, said Grace. You've done this before. She looked at Baker, who shook his head furiously. Not the dress, clarified Amelia, but makeup and hair, a couple of times. He secretly likes it, don't you, Baker? I certainly don't, Baker said, and I'm sorry if I've given you that impression. Can I go home now? No, the three girls shouted together. We still need to do your makeup, Hazel added, picking up her makeup bag. She pulled out a pale foundation and black eyeliner. I only really have goth makeup, she said. Do you girls have anything with you? I do, said Grace. Baker frowned at her again. Sorry, Grace added, insincerely. She rushed to grab her makeup bag, containing girly pink lipsticks, glittery eyeshadows, foundation and blusher. Baker really didn't need the blusher. He was burning with embarrassment throughout the ordeal. Together, the trio applied thick, 
thick layers of makeup on him that he knew he'd struggle to remove. Hazel used her thick black eyeliner to make him look like some kind of strange cartoon, he thought, and Grace produced some false lashes that he didn't even know she wore and glued them on to his real lashes. He wondered if they were permanent. The thought made him feel sick to his stomach. Grace took great pleasure in applying pink lipstick to her boyfriend's lips, even kissing them afterwards. You look beautiful, baby, she said. I didn't know you liked girls, replied Baker. This made all three girls laugh. I didn't know you liked being a girl, said Hazel, putting a bit more unnecessary blusher on his cheeks. I don't, he said grumpily. Well, I think it suits you, said Grace, and I think you secretly like it. I think so too, said Amelia. Me too, added Hazel. With his makeup complete, the girls needed to find some shoes for Baker and to do something with his hair. There's too much gel in it, said Amelia, running her hand over his slimy locks. Ugh! Leave the hair for today, said Hazel, purposely hinting at future feminisation and relishing in the anxiety that flashed on Baker's face. I have some high-heeled goth boots he can wear, this time. She took the boots from her wardrobe. They didn't match the dress at all, but they were undeniably feminine and, well, high. Together, her and Amelia squeezed Baker's feet into them as he perched on the edge of her bed. When they were zipped up, Amelia instructed her ex-boyfriend to stand. The three girls stood and looked at what they had achieved. Give us a twirl then, said Hazel. By this point defeated, Baker complied. Grace, Amelia and Hazel all grinned. Grace out of surprise and arousal. Amelia from the pleasure of revenge and Hazel from the delight at having helped to make this happen for her friend. 6. After that night, Baker and Grace had sex as they usually did. Baker welcomed the escape and didn't put much thought into the fact that Grace was more dominant than usual, taking the lead and insisting on remaining on top. Grace, however, took note of the difference that was occurring in their relationship and loved it. Without ignoring the weirdness of the situation, she planned on speaking with Amelia about Baker over the coming days. There were clearly some things she knew about him that Grace did not, and Grace was keen to know more about her boyfriend's previous adventures in feminization. Grace didn't need to reach out to Amelia. The following morning, Amelia messaged her first thing. Hey, can we meet? Sure, I was hoping to speak with you anyway. What a crazy night. When are you free? Lunch? Yeah. Spoons? Great. See you at 1pm. See you then. Grace sat nervously as she waited for her friend to arrive. She'd felt a bit guilty about stealing Baker from her, even though it hadn't really been like that. She certainly didn't think it'd be appropriate to let on how aroused she'd been by dressing him up like that last night, but she was so awful at hiding things. She took a deep breath and whispered to herself the mantra that she often repeated in times of uncertainty. Be yourself. Amelia walked towards her, beaming, two menus in her hand. I don't know why I bothered grabbing the menus, she laughed. It's not like we don't know them off by heart. Ha, <laughs> that's true. Grace was instantly relieved. The vibe felt okay between them. 
It was going to be all right. After they'd each ordered a jacket potato and a vodka cranberry, Amelia started the conversation. So, she said, how did it feel bossing Baker around like that last night? Grace blushed. I, Amelia nodded, probing her friend. I can't lie, Grace said. I enjoyed it. I mean, it feels a bit wrong because, like, he hated it, but I couldn't help but getting a big buzz from it. It's great, isn't it? Amelia agreed, digging into her food. Did you do that a lot with him then? Grace said. How did it come about? I mean, how did you even think of it? Amelia laughed. Not a lot, she said. Just a couple of times, but my God, after last night, aren't you wanting to take it further? I thought you were really good at bossing him about. Even though you didn't say much, you have an obvious authority over him. Do you think? Yeah, and he hates it, which I'm sorry, but I find hilarious. Really, I mean, I I don't know. Don't you want to dress him up again? Maybe even get a wig on next time? Well, yeah, I, I do, but how? Amelia set down her knife and fork. Grace, she said, you need two things, organisation and authority. Grace nodded silently. So, Amelia elaborated, you get your clothes, makeup, wigs, shoes and anything else you want in place, ready to go. Have all that in place and then you can focus on being creative. Okay, said Grace, but how do I get him to agree? You don't give him a choice, said Amelia. You tell him it's happening and give him no opportunity to genuinely argue otherwise. Threaten him if you need to. Tell him you'll refuse sex or whatever. It's up to you. As I said, you can be creative. It's the creativity that makes it fun. Grace nodded. So you think, she said, that if I just start ordering him about, he'll obey? I know so, said Amelia. He's a total pussy. He demonstrated that last night. Grace blushed. He was pretty wimpy, wasn't he? A super wimp, said Amelia, bitterly. I still like him, though, said Grace. Good, said Amelia. That's why you're the right person to do it. He knows you like him, so it'll confuse him. He'll want to please you, and he'll struggle to stand up for himself. I'm not sure about this, said Grace. It's starting to feel a bit, bit, I don't know, wrong. It's not wrong, Amelia said. You enjoy it, don't you? And he must on some level. I mean, please, Grace, I know you saw that semi-erection last night. Grace smirked. Oh my God, she said. So what next? I'll help you out, said Amelia. I'll send you instructions, if you like, sort of mentor you. That would be amazing, Grace said genuinely. Are you sure you don't mind? It would be my pleasure, smiled Amelia. Hey, shall we stay for one more drink? Sure, said Grace. She felt lucky to still be friends with Amelia and was thrilled by her offer to help her feminise Baker. The pair of them stayed at the pub for almost another hour and browsed dresses on Grace's phone. Grace bookmarked a few of them, silently planning her future purchases. 7. The following day, Amelia messaged Grace. Are you with Baker? Yes, what do I do? Okay, are you organised? I have a dress ready and shoes and a wig and makeup. Yes then. Okay, it's time to go for it. Tell him you're dressing him up. I can guarantee before you know it, you'll be deep into the creativity. I want pictures. Okay, I'm going to do it. Eek! 
You've got this. After their exchange, Amelia called up Hazel. She told her about her meeting with Grace and what was happening as they spoke. Oh my God, said Hazel, well done. And you feel okay with this, like it's not making you jealous or anything? Not at all, Amelia said. It's great. I mean, Grace is doing the hard work, but I'm orchestrating Baker's discomfort. What could be better? Well, (laughs) when you put it like that, Hazel laughed. Hey, Amelia, I'm really proud of you. Thank you, said Amelia. And Hazel, thank you for everything. You've empowered me to do this, you know. Oh, said Hazel, that's what friends are for. Please, tell me Grace is sending photographic evidence. Of course, said Amelia, and, of course, I'll forward it on to you. I can't wait, said Hazel. After their phone call, Amelia focused on keeping herself busy. She cleaned the bathroom just to pass the time and made a point of not checking her phone. She would hear it ping. There was no need to keep staring at it. Almost an hour passed before Amelia received her first picture. She laughed loudly after opening the file. Wow, she said to herself, as she looked at the bright photograph of her ex-boyfriend in a strapless silver party dress. He hadn't yet got his wig or makeup on. Amelia saw the text beneath the picture. Work in progress. She laughed again and focused on Baker's face. He looked furious but weak. She forwarded the picture to Hazel and continued to entertain herself by looking at it as she awaited the next update. Twenty minutes later, Grace sent another picture. This time, Baker had makeup done. It was very similar to how they'd done it a few nights previously, but with lashings and lashings of silver eyeshadow. He needs his legs shaving, Amelia replied. She got such a buzz out of her remote control of the situation that she was beginning to forget how upset she'd been when Baker and Grace hurt her the way they did. Sure enough, the next photograph was an action shot of Baker's leg becoming bare with an electric shaver. More time passed and Amelia was already happy, but the final photo from Grace filled her with a positive euphoria. There was Baker, not only made up in a silver party dress, but he had matching heels and a blonde wig on. His dark eyebrows went weirdly well with the blonde wig, and they looked even thinner. Had Grace plucked them? Good work. Looking forward to seeing his next outfit already. As Grace read Amelia's message, she knew this wasn't a one-time thing. She looked at her boyfriend, whose expression was unreadable beneath the makeup, and knew that their relationship had undeniably transformed. This time, Baker knew it too. His heart raced in his chest and discomfort consumed him but he couldn't see a way out without leaving the relationship and he didn't want to do that. This is fun, isn't it? said Grace. Despite himself, Baker slowly nodded his head. Without even being there, Amelia sensed this occurring. Her mind buzzed with possibilities for the next steps on Baker's feminization journey. To be continued. All right, and that was Pamela Harlow reading her own story, Slow Burn, number one, feminizing her ex. I hope you are uh, not being disturbed by cats barking in the background. Um, snows are coming to Chicago real soon, so 
I figure he might as well get out and have his fun while he can, because it's probably going to be an ugly day or two. Anyway, um, I love the story. I think part two is at least twice as good. If you're interested, definitely check them out on Clips for Sale. And um, I hope you enjoyed this program. I will be back next week with at least part, at least part of the uh, second book and probably something else as well. And um, I'll be back next week. I hope you will be too. Bye-bye.